0: Hello, my name is Jojo, and I'm a Christian clown. Welcome to my podcast. It's called Ask Jojo. Here come the clown. Hello, my name is Jojo, and I'm a Christian clown. Welcome to my podcast called Ask Jojo. This is episode two. Yep, yep. I'm sorry for the delay between one and two. I mean, it was unavoidable. You just wouldn't believe what has been going on in my wife lately. I mean, the devil must not like what I'm doing here. But, you know, when you're doing the right thing, that's how you know. Because the devil tries to get you down. Spiritual warfare, plain and simple, that's what this is, but I am going to stand strong. You would not believe who the devil uses to come against you when you're trying to do his work. I mean, I sat down to do the podcast last week, and who called me but my very own pastor. I expected that he would be very excited about what he's heard on the podcast, but on the contrary, he told me he thought I should pull the plug and stop producing podcasts. Say that three times fast. He said that I didn't... He said that he didn't feel that I was, um, how did he put it, spiritually mature enough to be offering advice for other people. He seemed to think that my answers did not reflect the opinions of most Christians. And that people might think that this is just a parody show, and they wouldn't take my message seriously, or even worse, that they would. Oh, well, Mr. Pastor, I rebuked my now former pastor in the name of Jesus. I told him what I would tell any of you who would come against God's anointed. I know that this is what God has told me to do, so fight that. I mean, Psalm 5522 says, cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. I told that, Pastor, that this verse is a reason I do what I do. It's also the reason I've lived in the same garage with my sister for the last 15 years. Uh, because you cannot be moved if you are righteous, apparently. Uh, but just because you can't handle the two-edged sword of Christian crowning truth does not mean that you have to put that junk on me. Throw your baggage at the Lord if you've got it. Don't throw it at me. So, what does that mean to you, the faithful listener and Christian Crown wannabe? I'm still here with a supernatural, unmovable, unavoidable, unintelligible word straight to you from the Crown Prince of Praise, Jojo the Christian Crown. Yeah! How was that? Was that down? I'm trying to use the the swang. Anyway, it's time for Ask Jojo a Question Time. And uh, what about... Oh, this one comes from Mar- Marcia? 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 Marcia we listener number one. Um, what about Puppet Ministries? Can they peacefully coexist with Christian grounds? Your friend, Marcia, listener number one. P.S. A little tacky at the end, Jojo. Maybe you should cut out the prayer time. Hmm. Well. I'll have to take this email a piece at a time. I can already tell that there was a double-minded woman at work here. With a knack for poking my spirit's belly like the Pillsbury Doughboy, except my spirit belly is not gonna be going whoo-hoo-hoo-hoo for you, sister. And I use that term, sister, loosely. Can puppet ministries coexist with Christian clowns? Well, yes and no. Though I personally feel that um, puppets uh, often get a lot of credit that clowns used to enjoy, I have seen God use them, I've gotta be honest. Um, there are many examples, though, of things that should have never existed being used to further God's kingdom. Um, let's see, uh, yeah, lots of things. Um, snakes, for example. Okay, snakes. We all know that before the fall, with Adam and Eve in the garden and uh, the tree and all this, that snakes had legs and apparently they could talk. But now that he messed everything up... They don't have legs, and they swirl around in the ground in the woods. So, whenever I see someone almost step on one, they instinctively call out the name of Jesus. Therefore, God apparently uses snakes, who were never meant to exist in their present form, to trick people into praising Him. How clever. Though every analogy breaks down at some point, I mean, I don't know anyone who's ever been freaked out by almost stepping on a puppet in the woods, I feel that puppets could have a passive, if not accidental, role in furthering the gospel of Christ. They are nowhere nearly as talented as Christian crowns, but somehow have almost completely replaced us in various ministries. I, but I know that God can still use anything. I mean, if he can make a donkey talk to Samson, I know he can use bits of cloth and foam thrown together singing to a 20-year-old Sunday school song on tape to glorify his holy name. I mean, miracles happen every day. But your question really isn't so much about the validity of puppets as a ministry. Whether we like it or not, puppet ministries do exist. And the question seems to be about how we, as developing Christian clowns and fans, how do we exist in the same world with them? How do we go to the same church knowing that the terrifying visages are just in the other room torturing our children? The answer, unfortunately, is there is not a simple answer for every question. As I read through the Word of God, I have not found a single reference to puppets or puppet ministries, and therefore it is hard for me to speak with any spiritual authority on this subject, but uh, I'm not going to let that stop me. Of course, um, there's no mention of Christian crowning in here either. Um, the Bible does say that as long as it depends on you, that we're supposed to live at peace with others, but I do not see that that scripture applies to people who are not alive. Unfortunately, puppets come with a living person operating them. I know that may surprise most of you. It did me. But that's why you can't just jump up in the middle of a children's service, rush the stage, and start beating a puppet over the head with a 10-pound Bible and a pair of left-handed safety scissors as I did. Because you may inadvertently mangle the poor misled soul who is operating it. Um, Let's just take each type of puppet one at a time and I will offer tips on how you can live at peace with them and uh, those who choose to use them in their ministry efforts. First of all, hand puppets. They're the most used variety, operated obviously by hand. They are expensive and are usually kept in puppet closets on stakes. It's very scary if you've ever seen them. Half of them aren't even wearing clothes. If you can't avoid the ministry rooms using them or the womb housing them, I suggest setting them up outside the windows of the children's pastor's home at night. I think they will get the message of how truly horrifying these abominations of felt can be if they open their windows, say, at like 3 a.m., and see Charlie, the little guy messing up the scripture verse, staring them in the face. I think they'll get the message. The um, second type that I've seen used is, uh, that I'm familiar with anyway, is the finger puppets most commonly used by preschoolers and operated by a finger. Since they aren't nearly as big and their mouths don't move, I don't think they're as effective at good or evil, respectively. The best way to point out the evils of these to the preschool set is to ask the reader if you can wear one on your middle or bad finger to do the story. They will most likely take it away from you and maybe ask you to weave, which is good when finger puppets are about. They're very scary. Anything that you could use on a middle finger to try to communicate to anybody is probably not a good idea. That's why I'm pretty pretty much banning finger puppets. Marionettes. Mostly used by weirdos. Operated by strings and magic. If you've ever seen that one movie, you know it's true. Since there is sufficient distance between the puppet and those that are controlling them with their magical ways... It is perfectly acceptable to simply douse them with lighter fluid and cleanse them the old-time religion way. Hallelujah! You may wish to shout up to the operators above to warn them of possible smoke inhalation, though. That would be the kind thing to do. Um, the next kind is ventriloquist dummies, most commonly used by absolute geniuses, operated mostly by Christian clowns, illusionists, and other spiritual elite. This is the one exception to the general puppet rule. Dummies are a wonderful tool, and uh, most of the world finds them terrifying, but I can't understand that. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have just over one dozen of these amazing tools of ministry whining one corner of my sister's garage. With those frozen smiles, those eyes looking just slightly to the right, the head hanging down to the chest. They are the most friendliest looking things you ever did see. And the best part is, wait at night when I'm really quiet. They whisper ideas to me. Every Christian Crown in training should acquire at least one or six of these. Um, the last puppet I could think of was bag puppets. They're mostly used by kids at VBS whose teachers have run out of real crafts to do. And they're mostly operated by boys who just wanted to bite their friends with the puppet because the kids are still working on them and are not done. And the bad boys want to bite them. It is sad, though, that puppet propaganda is infiltrating our children's heads at such tender ages. All you have to do is tell the children that the bags are now tainted and have become something that could be an idol in their life. And then remind them that if, you know, their hand offends them, they have to lob it off. And that'll get those kids to put them bags into the trash too sweet. Well... Miranda or Marcia, Mark Lake or whatever your name is, I hope that this answers your question. As for my prayer being tacky, I can only assume one of two things. One, you are of the devil and therefore all prayers are tacky to you. Or two, you have never heard people pray who are not actually talking to God but whether to others in the room. That's where I learned it from when I first got saved. It seems to be a perfectly acceptable way to get a point across to a group. With the authority of somebody who is speaking to God. And the best part is they can't interrupt you because you're praying. You should try it sometime unless you are full of the devil. In which case you should probably find someone to talk to God for you and figure that out. It's time for JoJo's Evil Item of the Week. One of the many tools of the devil. This week I want to talk about the dangers of pain reliever. Why should a real Christian ever need that stuff? You pray for your headache and then you go pop a pill? That seems like a severe lack of faith to me. I'd go as far as to suggest that pain evil is probably a demon set out to destroy your faith. So don't swallow demons. It's just not a good idea. Stand strong. Remember that when you've prayed, God answers prayers in one of three ways. He either says yes, no, or don't count on it. It's up to him whether or not you walk in victory, so you should just put your faith in him. Some would say that God provided healing for headaches when he gave a talented person the idea for inventing pain reliever. Well, that's like saying that God provided an easier way to do dishes when he gave some guy the idea for making a dishwasher. That's outrageous. If God wanted my dishes to be clean automatically, he would have given me a third arm that had a sponge for a hand. And it would do dishes while I was sitting on my rumpish doing nothing but watching TVN. And if he wanted me to rely on man's pain reliever rather than his heating power, he would have, um... I guess you would have had a guy invent it and make it available at every corner store. But he would have told me it was okay to use it. And he hasn't done that. So, those little white pills aren't for you. You need to steal Quill. They cannot replace the healing power of God. You know why? Because God is not a pain reliever. He is a pain destroyer. You do not need a Tylenol. You need the faith of Paul. Paul. You don't need ibuprofen. You just need to get to know him. You don't need to pop an Advil. Pop a prayer up to Calvary's Hill. Equate, just don't wait. And buffering won't ease your soul's suffering. Pretend that Bear just isn't there. And don't be deceived by a leave. Tell Mochwin you don't second that emotion. Tell Pain Reliever to kiss your aspirin. Uh, Now it's time for us to pray and close out my my podcast. So, dear God, please help... um, What was her name? Uh, Marsha to get Jesus so she doesn't think that prayer is terrible. And God, now I need you to help me because they want me to pay the bill for the gas still. But now they want me to pay extra to have it turned back on. So I have the money... But I don't have extra money to get it turned back on. So if anybody, I mean, God, if you have anybody out there that could send me the money, that would be awesome. And please help all puppeteers to repent and begin seeking the only true ministry opportunity, Christian Clowning. That way, not only will just their hand be involved in worshiping, but their whole body can be a spectacle for you. Um, So, you know, in the meantime, thank you. Amen. Amen. Uh, That's our show for today, Ask JoJo. Remember, you can have your questions answered by emailing them to askjojotheclown at gmail.com. In the meantime, till next time, don't let others keep you from your dreams. People are always asking me to quit Christian clowning, and I tell them, No! I'm a crazy clown! Can't you understand? Alright then, be blessed.